أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Lesson number 153 سورة الكهف Ayah number 45 to 59 So in the story that we have just read we learned about the test of wealth and now in the following ayat we learn about how to cope with this test how should a person think what should a person believe that will help him go through this test easily successfully وَطْرِبْ لَهُمْ And present to them Meaning to the people مَثَلَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا The example of the life of this world Give them the example of the life of this world So that they can understand its reality And remember the word مَثَل Is used for example To present something that is abstract In concrete terms to present something that is intangible in tangible terms and both the tangible and intangible the abstract and the concrete both have some similarity between them so the example of the life of this world tell them explain to them through this through what is mentioned in this ayah so that they can understand the reality of this world and what is that example kama'in like water which water? Anzalnahu, we sent it down. From where? Mina Samai, from the sky. In other words, like rain that falls down from the sky. And when rain falls down from the sky, what happens as a result of that? Fahtalatabihi, then it got mixed with it. What got mixed with it? Nabatul Ardi. The plants, the vegetation of the earth. Ikhtalata from the root letters kha lam ta. And khalt, ikhtilat, is when two or more things, when two or more, you can say components, are mixed together. They are joined together, blended together. We have learned already in Surah Tawbah, khalatu wa amalan salihan wa akhara sayyia. So khalata is to join, to mix together two or more different things. So ikhtilata, it was mixed, it got mingled what got mingled? The Nabatul Ard, the vegetation of the earth. Bihi with it. Now this word Bihi has been understood in two ways. First of all, Bihi meaning with it. So the plants that are on the earth, they get mixed with the water. In other words, they absorb the water. They take the water in. And as a result of that, what happens? The plants, the vegetation, it gets nourished. And it also flourishes. It becomes lush and green. You will notice that even if you give water to your plants, yourself, it will not have the same effect as that which rain has. When rain falls down, you have seen around you recently that how the color has changed. It has become more lush. It has become more bright, more lively. So اِخْتَلَطَ بِهِ نَبَاتُ الْأَرْضِ They absorb the water, becoming more lush, becoming more green. And secondly, اِخْتَلَطَ بِهِ has been understood as because of it. So because of the water, the plants of the earth, they get mixed with one another. They get mingled with one another. In other words, because of the water coming down from the sky, the plants, they grow, they become dense, they become so thick that the branches, they get intertwined with one another. 
the blades of grass, even they are mixed with one another. The twigs, the trees, if you go to a forest, if you go into your backyard, all of the plants are mixed with one another. Which is why sometimes you cannot even trace back the root of the plant, where it is growing out from. So, فَاخْتَلَطَ بِهِ نَبَاتُ الْأَرْضِ Firstly, it becomes lush, and secondly, it becomes thick, it becomes dense. But then what happens? Does it stay like that forever? Does it stay like that for the entire year? No. Only for a few months. And then what happens? Fall comes again. فَأَصْبَحَ And then it becomes Hashiman. Dry stubble. Broken pieces. Hashim is from the root letters. Hashimim. And Hashim is basically to smash something. To smash something to tiny pieces. And in particular it is to smash something that is dry. Now just imagine if you have a dry piece of bread and you put it in the food processor and you hit pulse, what's going to happen? It's going to crumble. It's going to turn into tiny, tiny pieces. Similarly, if you take a dry leaf and you step on it, you put your foot on it, what's going to happen? It's going to break into pieces. It's going to crumble. It's going to disintegrate. So Hashim is the crumbled particles, the broken pieces of something that is dry. Of something that has become dry. So for أَصْبَحَ Hashiman, all of these green and lovely and lush plants, what happens to them? They become dry stubble. They turn into broken, crumbled particles that have absolutely no weight. They have lost their color. They have lost their beauty. They are into broken up bits now. And these broken up bits, what happens to them? تَدْرُوهُ الْرِيَاحُ The winds, they spread them. They scatter them abroad. They pick up these dry leaves, they blow them off the trees, and they blow them around everywhere. And as a result of that, they end up breaking every time they're hit against something. You know, sometimes when it's extremely windy, especially when fall comes, you see all of these leaves flying around. And each time they are blown, they hit against something, they break down further. They break down further. تَذْرُوهُ الْرِيَاحُ تَذْرُوهُ From the root letters, ذَلْ رَوَوْ ذَرْوُن And ذَرْوُن is to scatter. So the winds, they pick them up, they blow them, and they crumble them. They turn them into smaller and tinier pieces. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ And Allah is ever عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ Upon everything. He is مُقْتَدِرًا He is one who is capable. He is one who is all-prevailing. He is the one who is all-powerful. When he decides that fall should come, no one can resist that. When he decides that a plant should shed its leaves and the leaves should be picked up by the wind and blown everywhere and broken into tiny pieces, no one can stop that. Because وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ مُقْتَدِرٌ is one who has iqtidar. And iqtidar is absolute authority, ability, perfect ability, supreme authority that none can resist, none can avoid, none can question. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ مُقْتَدِرًا He is capable of putting an end to what exists. And he is capable of initiating what has come to an end. And between 
putting an end to something that exists and initiating something that has become non-existent is only his kalima kun. He just says kun and that's it. Fall comes and the scene changes. He says kun and the water comes down and the entire earth becomes green and lush. He just has to say kun and it happens. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ مُقْتَدِرًا So in this ayah, we are told about the reality of the life of this world. And what is that reality? That nothing is within the ability of people. People have no control over their lives. Who has complete control? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dunya comes to a person. The life of this world. Health, wealth, family, friends, education, career. All of these things, they come to a person with all their splendor, with all their beauty, with all their attraction. And while a person has them, he thinks that they will never end. If he has youth, he thinks he will never suffer from old age. If he has children, he thinks they will never leave. If he has parents, he thinks he will never have to leave them. If he has a good job, he thinks he will never have to leave it. If he has a good house, he thinks he will never have to leave that house. If he has money, he thinks he will never depart from his money. Or his money will never depart him. This is what he thinks. When he has it, he thinks he will have it forever. But sooner or later, what happens? Either what he has comes to an end, or he comes to an end. Because his good skin, his youthful skin, will begin to age. His children that are very small, infants, toddlers, they will become older. Who have been living in his house one day, they will move out. The parents whom he has seen from the very beginning, one day he will bury them. The money that he has, the house that he has, the car that he has, one day he will see that it has no value. That it doesn't carry any weight at all. And he sees it going away from him. Man has no control over his life, over his circumstances, over his affairs at all. He cannot stop his body from aging. He cannot stop his health from deteriorating. He cannot have his children. He cannot stop them from moving out. He cannot stop his parents from dying. All authority is with who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ مُقْتَدِرًا So what's the lesson in this for us? That everything in this dunya is temporary. Nothing is eternal. Everything is temporary. Whether it's in the form of people, or it's in the form of wealth, or it's the form of knowledge, or some authority. Everything is temporary. Nothing at all is permanent. And who has authority over it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah makes a decision, no one can resist it. No one can avoid it. And a person who believes in this, who understands this, he will remain firm upon his iman. He will not lose his faith, no matter what he is going through. If he has a lot of money, he will not lose his faith. If he loses something, again he will not lose his faith. If he goes through difficult times, he will not lose his faith. He will stay firm upon it. And a person who does not get this message, he will have a little bit of wealth, and he will think, that nothing of it will depart. Now we see that this reality of the life of this world is shown to us 
through this example many many times in the Quran. Similar examples are mentioned repeatedly in the Quran so that we do not get deceived by this dunya. We do not cling to it. We do not hold on to it. We do not try our utmost to just preserve this dunya. But still what is amazing is that we are deceived. We are holding on to it. We are clinging to it with all of its sorrows and griefs and its pleasures and its comforts. But the fact is that the comfort and the pleasure of this life is less. It is little. It is temporary. We learn in Surah Al-Hadid, ayah number 20, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, اِعْلَمُوا أَنَّمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا لَعِبٌ وَلَهْوٌ وَزِينَةٌ وَتَفَاخُرٌ بَيْنَكُمْ وَتَكَاثُرٌ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ Know that the life of this world is nothing but amusement and diversion and adornment and boasting to one another. and competition in increase of wealth and children. كَمَثَلِ غَيْثٍ أَعْجَبَ الْكُفَّارَ نَبَاتُهُ ثُمَّ يَهِيجُ فَتَرَاهُ مُصْفَرًا Like the example of a rain whose resulting plant growth pleases the tillers, but then it dries and you see it turned yellow. ثُمَّ يَكُونُ حُطَامًا Then it becomes scattered debris. وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ عَذَابٌ شَدِيدٌ وَمَغْفِرَةٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ And in the hereafter is severe punishment or it is forgiveness from Allah. وَرِضْوَانٌ and approval. وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ And what is the worldly life except the enjoyment of delusion? So this dunya, it does not last. It is just a test. Everything comes to an end. Every day you move on. You leave something behind. Every day you see something decline. You see someone pass away. Every day you feel that you're losing someone. You're losing something. Because this dunya, this is its reality. Nothing is permanent. It's temporary. It goes away. It leaves you or you leave it. Al-malu al-banuna The wealth and children. What are they? Zinatul Hayatid Dunya. They are just the adornment of this worldly life. Mal, wealth, no matter what kind of wealth it is, whether it is money, or it is servants, or it is some assets, clothes, houses, furniture, any kind of wealth. And Al Banun, children. Notice the word Banun has been used, and Banun is primarily used for who? sons because people are more proud of having sons generally you will see across various cultures this is the reality of people they prefer having sons over daughters and mainly people are proud about their sons so al-mal wal-banun wealth and sons what are they zinatul hayatid dunya they're just the zina of this life they're not zina of the akhirah They are zina only in this dunya. Through wealth and through children, a person adorns himself in this life. How? Like for example, if a person has money, what will he do? He will wear certain type of clothes. He will decorate his house. He will drive a particular car. He will use a particular pen. He will eat at certain places, certain foods, which all show the wealth that he has, the money that he has. And through all of these things, what is he doing? Beautifying himself, 
adorning himself. And children are also what? A means of beauty. Which is why generally, what is the goal that people have in their lives? I have to study. I have to go to school so that I can have a career, so that I can make money, and I can have a family. Two things people aim for. Why? Because this is what brings beauty to your life. If you have one and not the other, or if you have neither, then it does not make you beautiful in the sight of people. This is what brings beauty to people in this dunya. Generally people boast about their children as well. For example, if they have a little child who begins to speak, they will tell everybody, this is what my child says. Just imagine if a person has two or three little children, dressed very nicely, well behaved, how proud a person would be of them. He would love to show them in front of other people. And if a person has children who are going to med school, again, he's so proud about them. He will tell everybody. This is only zina of this life. Zinatul hayat dunya They are not zina for the akhirah. And this is something that we should understand. That wealth and children are only of benefit to a person where? In this dunya. Not in the akhirah. Unless a person invests them for the akhirah. That he spends his wealth and he trains his children so that he can benefit from them in the hereafter. In Surah Sabah, Ayah 37, we learn, وَمَا أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُكُمْ بِالَّتِي تُقَرِّبُكُمْ عِنْدَنَا زُلْفَا إِلَّا مَنْ آمَنَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا It is not your wealth or your children that brings you nearer to us in position, but it is by being one who has believed and done righteousness. Then such a person, his wealth and children, they will help him in the hereafter as well. In Surah Al-Shu'ara, Ayah 88 and 89, we learn, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٌ The day when there will not benefit anyone, wealth or children. No matter how much money you have, how much, billions, trillions, it will not help. Similarly, no matter how successful children a person may have, no matter how beautiful and intelligent and smart they may be, they will not help unless and until they are righteous. إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Only one who comes to Allah with a sound heart. And this is the reason why we have been warned in the Qur'an that يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تُلْهِكُمْ أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Surah Al-Munafiqun, Ayah number 9 that, O believers, your wealth and your children should not divert you from the dhikr of Allah. Because many times a person gets busy in just beautifying himself, adorning himself with his wealth and with his children. All of his time, all of his effort is focused on what? Getting more money, using more money, enjoying more money, or looking after the children. But remember that they are only limited to this dunya. Therefore, they should not distract you from the dhikr of Allah. Because in the hereafter, your wealth and children will not help you unless you have prepared them for the akhirah. لَا تُلْهِكُمْ أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ So wealth and children, they're only zina of this life. They only benefit a person in this dunya. So what is it that will last? We learned in the previous ayah, the example of life, that everything ends. Children, 
Sometimes they die in your life. Sometimes they move away from you. They move on with their lives. They leave you. Wealth even, it leaves you. You see your favorite thing breaking one day. I remember once this lady, she showed me a dish and she said, I got this on my wedding shower about 30 some years ago. And it was a lovely dish. And as she stood up, it fell out of her hands and it broke right there. It broke right there. And I was thinking that no matter how valuable something is to you of this dunya, ultimately, it's something of this dunya. And eventually, it will finish. It will finish. No matter how precious it is to you, no matter how special it is to you, it is going to finish. So what is it that continues? What is it that goes with you? What is it that will remain? If children will go, wealth will go, what is it that will remain then? Walbaqiyat And the enduring ones. And ones that endure are what? As-salihat. The good deeds. Walbaqiyatu salihatu The good deeds that endure. What is going to last is what? As-salihat. It's the good deeds that you do now. They're going to last. They're going to continue with you to the akhirah and benefit you over there. Your wealth will not go with you to the grave. Your money will not help you on the day of judgment. Your wallet will not come to you on the day of judgment. No. You'll be empty-handed. The only thing that will be with you is what? As-salihat. Al-baqiyatu as-salihatu. What will remain are the good deeds. Good deeds will remain. And what does as-salihat refer to? What are these good deeds? It includes every kind of good deed. Whether in word or in action. Whether it is a statement or it is an amal. Including salah. Including dua. Including amr bil ma'roof. Including nahi anil munka. Including the dhikr of Allah. Uthman ibn Affan, he was questioned, which are the good righteous deeds that last? What are the baqiyatu salihat? And he replied that they are La ilaha illallah, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu akbar, and la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahil aliyyil azim. This is baqiyatu salihat. This is what's going to last. If you spend a lot of money on your backyard, you spend a lot of time landscaping it, getting the perfect trees, getting the perfect arrangement, eventually what's going to happen? Fall will come, it's going to go. All the beauty is going to go, it's going to be covered in snow. All that wind is going to blow and perhaps a tree will be uprooted. Perhaps a fence will fall, destroying all of your plants. But if you say some adhkar, and because of them, trees grow for you in Jannah. They are more lasting. They are baqiyatu salihat. What you plant in this dunya, eventually, it's going to finish. But what you plant in the akhirah, it's going to remain. It's going to last. The wealth and children, they're going to stay behind in this dunya. What is going to go with you? It's the good deeds that will go. But if you look at it, what is it that distracts us from performing these good deeds? from performing al-baqiyatu salihat, from saying the simple adhkar, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, allahu akbar. Think about it after salah, 
A few times we have to say Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. But what is it that stops us from even doing that, from even saying that? It's either wealth or it's children. Let me just save these five minutes and instead go to the dishes quickly. Let me just go and fix this quickly, do this quickly. Or let me just sit with my child, talk to him, laugh with him, play with him. I'm not saying that's not important. It is. But many times we do that at the cost of al-baqiyat al-salihat. Forgetting that everything else will stay and baqiyat al-salihat will go. If you look at it, that's the hereafter, it is certain. And the benefits of this dunya, they're very doubtful. You spend so much time with someone trying to please them, but you don't know if they'll really be happy. You spend so much time getting some more money, but you don't know if you'll really get it. You don't know if you will really be able to enjoy it. But still, how much of our time goes on that which is for sure and that which is doubtful? وَالْبَاقِيَاتُ الصَّالِحَاتُ خَيْرٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ ثَوَابًا They are better in the sight of your Lord in terms of thawab, in terms of reward. وَخَيْرٌ amala And better in hope. Amal is from the root letters Hamza, Meem, Lam. And remember that amal is such hope about which there is a possibility of its fulfillment. It's quite possible that it may be fulfilled. You hope that it will be fulfilled. So, وَخَيْرٌ amala, Meaning, the baqiyatu salihat, the good deeds, the enduring good deeds, they are better in the sight of Allah in terms of reward. Allah will reward a person for his baqiyatu salihat. وَخَيْرٌ amala. And this is worthy of being hoped for. This is something that a person should hope for. What a person should hope for, what a person should expect, is not only wealth and children, but what should he hope for? Reward in the hereafter. And how can he hope for that? By doing some baqiyatu salihat. If a person hopes and desires dunya, even if he gets it, eventually what's going to happen? It's going to finish. It's going to go away. It's going to decline. It's going to die. But if a person does baqiyatu salihat, and he hopes reward, then inshallah, Allah has promised. And that is much better. خَيْرٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ ثَوَابًا وَخَيْرٌ أَمَلًا If you look at it, in times of difficulty and need, a person hopes that his wealth will aid him. A person hopes that his children will aid him. But in the hereafter, what is it that will aid a person? Is it wealth and children? No. It's the baqiyatu salihat. This is where a person should put his hope. This is what a person should be relying upon. Not wealth and children, but rather good deeds. Recitation. وَاضْرِبَ لَهُمْ مَثَلَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا كَمَا إِنْ أَنْزَلْنَاهُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ فَاخْتَلَطَ بِهِ فَاخْتَلَطَ بِهِ نَبَاتُ الْأَرْضِ فَأَصْبَحَ هَشِيمًا تَذْرُوهُ الرِّيَاحِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ مُقْتَدِرًا المال والبنون زينة الحياة الدنيا والباقيات الصالحات خير عند ربك ثوابا وخير أملا 
if you look at it, it's wealth and children that weaken a person. We learned earlier that children, they make a person bakhil and also they make him stingy and they also make him a coward. And this is very true. But what is it that gives strength to a person to move on, to continue? To do baqiyatu salihat. It's the righteous company. Wasbid nafsaka ma'alladina yad'una rabbahum bilghadati walashiyi. Keep yourself in the company of such people because they will move you forward. They will not let you stay at home. They will not let you just do nothing. So hold yourself with these people. Cling to them. Because no matter how much time you spend with your children, no matter how much time you spend with your wealth, eventually it's going to go. I remember somebody once mentioned that uh, they only like to spend their time with their children and nothing else. They don't like to clean, they don't like to cook, they don't like to go out, they don't like to shop, they don't like to be with their friends. They just want to give their children 100% attention because their children are the highest priority. And I thought to myself, in a way, that's very good. Like you're giving your children all the attention. But eventually what's going to happen? Their children are going to move on and they will remain they will stay behind. And because they're children, they have sacrificed everything. And when their children have gone, they're going to be left sad and depressed. So many times it happens with people. So many women I've seen in my own life who spend all their time only with their children. And children, as soon as they start going to school, the mothers are sitting at home. They're like, what do I do? They're sad. They're depressed. They don't know what to do. So, لا تلهكم أموالكم ولا أولادكم عن ذكر الله At whatever stage. Whether they're infants, or they're toddlers, or they're going to school, or they're going to university, or they're married, at any stage, don't let them distract you from the dhikr of Allah. And many times this fitna, this test, it begins even before the child is born. That while a woman is pregnant, that's it. She cannot continue with her studies anymore. She cannot continue with her work anymore. She cannot continue with anything. It's as though she has become ill, she has become sick, and she cannot do anything at all. Yes, it's difficult. But لا تلهكم أموالكم ولا أولادكم عن ذكر الله. It's just a phase, and you're being tested. At this point, with regards to baqiyat salihat, a person has to become selfish. He has to give preference to the baqiyat salihat over anything and everything, because eventually, in the long run, what is going to benefit him? Al baqiyat salihat. You see that zina is something that is temporary. If you have jewelry, you want to renew it. If you have some degree, some certification, after some time you have to renew it. If you have some shoes, you have to get a new pair very soon. The zina, it keeps getting renewed again and again. This is a constant cycle in life. If you have children, they move on to school, then they move on to their careers, then their wedding, and then their spouse, and then their children, and then their house. It continues. It never ends. So if you get lost in the zina, that right now, let me just, you know, set my house and then I will focus on some zikr of Allah. Believe me, that will never end. Because this will continue. You get bored of zina. You have to do something else after that. Even when you have to spend your time with your wealth and children, have the right niyyah. That when you're spending your time with your child, don't just... Look at the child and be happy. Oh, how cute, how nice, how good looking, how, you know, smiling. Is that the only thing you see in the child? Think about how you can do his tarbiyah. 
what kind of things you can teach him so that he can be an asset for you. He can be a sadaqah jariya for you. So look at it this way. Instead of just bringing pleasure to your heart by spending time with the child and enjoying the child, spend that time and invest in that child so that he's of benefit in the akhirah. Even this time that you spend with your children enjoying having fun, even that you can make it baqiyatu salihat. For example, instead of singing with the child random things, you know sometimes these phrases don't even make much sense. But uh, if you sing something useful like la ilaha illallah, then the child is also learning something. If you read the atkal, the child is also benefiting. He is learning. So get double benefit. But that can only be possible if your focus is baqiyatu salihat. If you remember that this time spent with the child or with my money will eventually go. This child will go, this money will go. If I take use of the moment and I do some baqiyatu saliha, that's going to help me, that's going to help my child. It's only possible when the focus is on baqiyatu saliha. Using it in the right way is a means of benefit to a person.